You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I think he was humbled a little bit. I think, you know, he didn't like being called out for his weight and other things. And it, it finally clicked that, you know, there's a level of discipline that's required. And all athletes at his level go through it at some level, you know, where things are just easy and you, you're always used to being the best and you're always used to getting all the accolades. And then when something doesn't go according to what you had expected, you know, it makes you reconsider. This is BetQL Daily from BetQL. A slow start for Luca, but uh, he's back to looking like Luca. And Denver, Dallas, rather, uh, has a nice spot in the Western Conference seating right now. Welcome back to BetQL Daily. Joe Ostrowski, Cody Decker with you. And uh, let's talk some NBA and also get some golf picks uh, for the tournament starting tomorrow. We've got Zach Price, friend of the show. You can hear him 98.1 FM in Denver, weekdays 3 to 4 p.m. on Twitter, at Economics. Follow him on Twitter. Follow him on Instagram. You know, this man had a hell of a weekend. So, Zach, share a, share a story or two. Tell us about your weekend at the NBA All-Star festivities. Yeah, Joe and, and, and Cody, good to be back. Good to see you guys. Um, I came into Cleveland, my hometown, so I'm from Cleveland. And um, when I heard they had the 75th anniversary All-Star game, they had the 50th here, too, way back when I was a kid. But now, uh, the 75th anniversary, I said I had to be here. Um, you know, All-Star game tickets can get kind of expensive, even Saturday night. But, like, I, I finagled my way. I waited, watched StubHub the whole time. I got tickets to the Rising Stars the skills challenge and the dunk contest at three point on Saturday. And then I found a ticket for me and my brother to go to the all-star game on Sunday. So I saw it all. It was like one of the best experiences of going to a sporting event in my life for sure. Um, my, okay. You want to hear an experience. I was at the rising stars challenge, which, you know, it's like not the most popular event. As soon as I walk, start walking to my seats, who do I see walking to their seats? But Denver's own Dikembe Mutombo. <laughs> and I just was like, oh, my God, Dikembe Mutombo. My Denver people are going to love this at 98.1 FM at Mile High Sports. So I stuck my phone out and said, Dikembe, can I get a selfie? He did that finger waggle, and I got it. He was about three feet taller <laughs> than me. But we both fit in the screen. So that might have been my favorite moment. That was, like, my first moment. But, uh, look, guys, I, I was, you know, I've watched a three-point contest as a kid. My dad's name is Mark Price, Cleveland Cavalier. He won it back-to-back -back in 93 and 94. I was a three-point specialist when I was uh, playing in, in middle school, in uh, high school. So I love that. I got to, like, I was way up close under the hoop to watch Carl Anthony Towns stroke his little set shot, seven-foot-tall, uh, just swish, swish, swish the biggest long shot in the field 12 to one and then i went over to the dunk contest and that was just a disaster so i don't oh thank you 
I was going to ask you before we got into anything, was the, was the dunk contest as boring in person as it was to watch? Because that was, that was just painful for me. Cody, you know, I, I was literally like about seventh row, like under the hoop. And I had I was so excited. I had my phone ready. Um, I was sitting next to Desmond Bain's first cousin. I was like in the family section. I, you know, I schmoozed my way down there. I'm not going to say that was the pre- ticket I paid for, but I got down there. And um, I was just so ready to watch excitement, um, you know, growing up and you guys too, like watching Jordan and Dominique and Vince Carter, Isaiah Ryder, Harold Miner, Sean Kemp. I mean, it goes on and on. I don't feel like those guys even missed a dunk when they were doing their dunk contest. These guys yeah. today, they're taking four attempts, five attempts, not even like getting grabbing the ball, unable to throw it down. Um, a couple of the dunks went in, but they didn't really grab the rim. It was just awful. And then the final round, you know, they weren't even uh, the first competitor, Toscano Anderson. He didn't even get a dunk in on the final round. And so when Obi went for his final one, he kind of jumped the gun on the announcer. The crowd wasn't even ready for it. He just went in, slapped that backboard with the ball, dunked it. It was a dunk you had to look on slow motion to like really appreciate. I just left the arena at that point. No one was on their feet. There was no electricity at all. Um, and, you know, there was hip hop stars around me. Spike Lee was a few rows in front of me. Fat Joe was over there. Um, <laughs> it was, not talking about you, Joe. I'm talking about the. I, I know you're talking like a Fat <laughs> Joe reference. We're going to the top here of the celebrities. Fat, I didn't think Fat Joe was going to be met. There, yeah, there were there was a cardboard cutout of Bismarck. with all the stars. <laughs> hey, man. But right before the dunk contest, they had Mary J. Blige, DJ Khaled, uh, Ludacris, Lil Wayne. They were right next to me. That was so much more exciting than the dunk contest. I can't even express it in words. <laughs> Oh man. Uh so the the wait is finally over. I, I gotta say, I I didn't watch Slam Duck Contest for maybe the first time in memory. So I've always watched it. But uh based on what the reaction that I saw, I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna seek this one out. I don't need to go to YouTube and watch the slam dunk contest. No. I have no interest. Uh what is cool, Zach, is a lot of these sports books with uh, the all-star break uh, coming to a close here, they repost win totals. So they've got yeah. uh, updated win totals across the board, all sorts of conference seeding. It's not only make or miss the playoffs anymore. Hey, you can pick your team. Are they going to finish two? Are they going to finish four? Whatever. Right. Uh, tell us uh, about some markets and some teams that you find interesting before uh, the post-all-star break portion of the season starts. Yeah, and I will tell you, Joe and Cody, I think the best dunk contest was the All-Star game itself where I got to watch Zach Levine, Giannis, LeBron. Um, okay. Even Rudy Gobert was throwing down dunks better than the dunk contest. But, you know, those win totals. So one win total that I was tipped off to by my guy Ian McDonald is the Pacers, um, they're 20 and 40 right now. So, they, they, you know, they win one out of every three games, and they've been just getting worse and worse trading Sabonis. Um, you know, they got Tyrese Halliburton, and he's going to be a future star. I look for him to be in the All-Star game one day. But like, you know, points bet and Fanduel, they have their win total at 29 and a half. So they're 20 and 40. That means they would have to go 10 and 12 in the final 22 games to beat that win total. So, you know, as a pro better here, I'm always looking for unders that I can capitalize on. I love under 29 and a half. Let me just tell you who they finished the season with. And remember, guys, that like you, you, you've been through NBA seasons um, at the end of the season. It's either tank or we're going towards a higher seating. These NBA teams, they want to get playing time for the younger players. And so the teams that they're facing in the last, let's see, nine games, eight of them are going to be going for seeding. They've got at Memphis, at Toronto. 
They're at home against Atlanta, at home against my Denver Nuggets. Then they go at Boston, who's on fire right now. They play at home versus Detroit, so that's one game I think they can win. And then they're at home against Philly, then at Philly in a back-to-back, and then they end the season at Brooklyn. And you know Brooklyn's going to need a win to try to get some sort of seeding in there. So, like, I'm looking for them to possibly lose eight of their last nine games. They need to go 10 and 10 and 12 in the last 22 to cover that. I love the under on Indiana. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You know, looking throughout the league and talking about these totals and seeing the strength of schedule going forward, such as a team that is as good and powerful as Milwaukee, is there any teams that you're going to be fading going forward for the rest of this last 22 games? Well, I mean, if you guys have, uh, I know, Joe, you've been following me forever with Cody. I absolutely am like the first person and the only person in all of media and Twitter to be anti-Brooklyn Nets. So I've been against the Brooklyn Nets dating back to last year. And coming into the season, I just made like like a whole scene about it. I was just a drama queen about the Nets. They were two and a half to one to win the NBA championship. I was going around to every sports book. Can I bet the no on this? Um like no, I bet the no championship on Brooklyn last year. Of course, the Bucks won it, but the Brooklyn Nets, in my opinion, are the most overrated team by the odds in NBA history. Uh, two and a half to one, they opened the season at, and I saw like six teams in the East I like better, including the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Cleveland Cavaliers were a thousand to one to start the season, and the Nets were two and a half to one. And in the NBA, you know, it's not a like a crapshoot league. The best teams are the best and the worst are the worst. But after three games of the season, I said, the Cleveland Cavaliers are better than the Brooklyn Nets. You can go back. I have screen recordings on it. On my show, I talk about it. The net, I don't see Simmons coming back anytime soon. Kyrie cannot play in, in home games, okay? And then Kevin Durant is still injured. He didn't even show up for the 75th celebration. Steve Nash wasn't even there. And he was a 70, top 75 player. These guys are like, I don't know what's going on in Brooklyn, but I do not see them winning games. I do not see them advancing in the playoffs. I think I am building a wall of futures around the Nets. I've got the Suns at 27 to 1. I got the Warriors at 14 to 1. You know, I got the Jazz at 20 to 1. I got the Nuggets 35 like the East, we got the Bucks at 18 to 1 when they were struggling. I just have all these teams around the Nets while they're sitting there gobbling up all the implied odds and that means the bookmakers had them at two and a half to one to win the championship. That's a huge chunk that if I avoid, I could bet every team in the NBA. And of course, I got the Cavaliers at a thousand to one. They're down to 40 to one right now. Wow. Zach, with uh, 22, 23 games left in the regular season, uh, another interesting market is conference seeding. So you could pick a team to be the two, the three, the four, whichever seed uh, in your given conference. Is that something enticing or is that kind of like, 
a sucker's play to, to try and pick those seats. Yeah, that seems to me like like one of these fun bets that the sports books try to promote to the general public to take their money, um, which they do with a lot of these same game parlays and all this other. Uh, you know, I have I have a line, but it uses a few swear words. So I'm not going to use it on my show. But the sports books with their boost in, in same game parlays, a lot of times those are horrible odds. And so to try to predict where a team is going to be seated. Well, I mean, if you want to go for the number one seed, I get that, but you may as well take that team to win the conference. Like I see the Heat and the Bulls are tied at number one. The Bucks are two and a half back. I might take a flyer on the Bucks to win the East um, if you get me good odds. But other than that, the East is such a log jam that, I mean, I see the Nets here. They're the eighth seed, and they're two games out of the nine seed. They're two games out of the 10 seed. Oh, my gosh. They're three games out from missing the playoffs. I would not – hey – if you want to take a fun bet, take the Brooklyn Nets to miss the playoffs as the NBA favorite. They're still favored as the NBA favorite. I can't even get over it. Pardon my like excitement here, but it just makes me so mad that a sports book would make them the NBA favorites right now. You know, to switch it over to the Western Conference, Zach, um, yeah. Phoenix, dominant, arguably the best team in the NBA right now. But losing Chris Paul for the rest of the regular season, he's or possibly towards the end of the regular season, and then eventually, who knows what he's going to be in the playoffs. Is this a team that you might want to start looking to fade going forward based on that injury alone? So I think the bookmakers are going to bake this in. Um, they have a six-and-a-half game lead on the Warriors right now, and I think that's six-and-a-half games on the entire NBA. That's crazy. And I don't even see Phoenix as a dominant team, a team that's going to coast their way um, like, this, like the 72-win Chicago Bulls or the 73-win Warriors from a few years ago. Um, the Phoenix team, Suns have a well-rounded team, obviously. So, so without Chris Paul, you've got that top scorer in Devin Booker. You've got the big man in the middle, DeAndre Ayton. They're bench players, even like a guy like Cameron Payne, um, uh, Bridges. Those guys can play. I, uh, look, six and a half games is, is a lot, but there's a lot of games left. I could actually see the Warriors – taking over that number one seed when they get Draymond back, when they get James Wiseman back, Clay Thompson rolling again. But the Suns are still a pretty good team. I think you could actually take advantage of this and let the Suns fall back in the futures market, maybe up to six or seven to one to win the championship. When Chris Paul comes back, and they're not going to rush him back with that first seed. So they're going to wait till he's totally healthy. He's totally rested. Chris Paul's a veteran of the league. He's going to know his own abilities and he's going to play like he can play. And if he can't play 40 minutes a game, he'll play 25 minutes. But he will be there in the fourth quarter. That's where he really, you know, that's where he really takes his skills to the next level. He's one of the best fourth quarter scorers. He knows what to do with the ball. He's not going to turn it over. And so in two months from now, and it's so long now, but when he's back, he's back. The NBA playoffs is like a two-month stretch. You got seven-game series, seven-game series, seven-game series, seven-game series. It's almost boring sometimes to watch these things. He'll be ready. If they can get a good favorable matchup in the first round, he eases his way in. I do like the Phoenix Suns. I don't know if they're going to win it all, but I'm going to wait for a good number on them. Let, let's use this time to let the bookmakers kind of drop the Suns. I don't want to fade them. I actually want to gobble them up as they fall back in the standings. Zach, before we run out of time, I uh, want to hit yeah. golf with you. You've got the Honda Classic. Not a great field. Sun JM is your no. favorite at 10 to 1 at most uh, most spots. Any interest in the Honda Classic outrights, matchups? What are we eyeing? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be windy. There's water everywhere. Um, if Sung JM is the is your favorite in a tournament, you got to go like look in the middle of the field for some yep. value. The bear traps, the three hole stretch is one of the most difficult in the golf. Six to eight under could win this tournament. It usually does. So, um, 
I'm looking at guys who play well in the wind. Like it's going to be boring for all your viewers, but Louis Ustazen, um, he's a Palm Beach resident. Uh, he's he's won at St. Andrews before. He loves the wind. Uh, Shane Lowry, 33 to one. He loves the wind. Uh, Maddie Jones, he uh, shot all four rounds in the 60s here last year with a 61. I like him. He finished second over in Hawaii. Ricky Fowler's won here before. If you guys want me to throw in an American, Russell Knox, he's from Scotland. I like him. Lee Westwood. Um, he used to live in the area and CT pan is a long shot. He tied for third last year. He's made seven out of 10 cuts this year. So that's a good long shot. If you want a top 20 sort of play. So really quick Dior. question. Oh, yeah. <laughs> really, really quick. Zach got to know, give me one prop bet for the Honda class. Give me one that you're going to definitely go with. Uh, Louis Ustaisen for a top 20. I, I think he's just going to rise to the cream of the crop. He almost always is the top 20 most boring guy. People can't even say his name, nonetheless spell it. That's why you're going to get value on him. The odds actually get the odds actually get better on him as we approach tee time because no one's going to bet him. So I wait right before he tees off. I bet Louis Ustaisen top 20 is a safe bet for me. All right, good stuff there from Zach Price at Zachonomics on Twitter. Find him 98.1 FM in Denver. He's still hanging out in Cleveland, uh, trying to recover. Trying to recover from uh, NBA All-Star festivities. Zach, always appreciate it. Talk again soon, all right? All right, thanks, guys. See you next time. All right, appreciate it. Uh, good stuff there from Zach Price. Also, Pacers Unders. I'm going to take a look at that uh, for sure, and maybe we'll talk about that next. We've got lightning bets coming up. Joe Ostrowski, Cody Decker. This is BetQL Daily on the BetQL Network. Hey, it's Joe Ostrowski from BetQL Daily, 9 to noon Eastern. Download the free Odyssey app now to watch and listen to the Daily Tip. BetQL Daily, you better you bet, and bet MGM tonight on the BetQL Network.